the main thing that stands out with TikTok, if you want to grow your business or personal brand, is every single video gets on the For You page. So everyone has a chance. Today, we're talking about how to become uber famous on TikTok. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, helping home professionals, industry influencers, and creatives accelerate their business through an improved social media presence by translating digital influence into physical success. Whether your focus is interior design, travel and tourism, or hospitality, this is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla, Junior Space Cadet Powell, and I am joined by Natalie Stupider from Jupiter, Graf. Hey, Natalie, how the hell are you? (laughs) I love that because that has lots of sentimental meaning. I may or may not have called one of our good friends that um, (laughs) when I might have been a little intoxicated and it kind of stuck. That was pretty funny. I remember sitting out and watching the comment. For some reason, you guys got into, hey, you're from Jupiter because you're stupider. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that. That was me. That you was did, all me. You'd think we were 12 years old. Well, you, you two. Well, we were. I'm a grown-ass woman. You two, I'm not so sure. Oh, listen, we were all sitting in lounge chairs in the Keys because this whole pandemic has everybody oh, rough life. not going anywhere. So we were sitting in the house of the Keys. So and you're I'm suffering. Like, Let's look at the stars. And so we had been drinking pretty much most of the day. And, you know, the conversations we had, it was pretty hilarious. Drinking period. Pellegrino, what was your drink of choice? Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Stella! Remember that movie On the Waterfront with Marlon Brando? I can't remember the female star. Never seen it. Well, neither have I, but I know uh, of it because uh, well, I'm well-versed in pop culture. <laughs> oh, geez. Just like you're well-versed in TikTok? Mm, yeah, and which brings me to today's guest, Natalie. I know. I Natalie. Know. I am well aware of who today's guest is because you have been fangirling all week. <laughs> I am a fangirl. I am a total fangirl. So our guest today is Erin Azar, also known as Mrs. Space Cadet on TikTok. And I adore her. She is the most adorable, authentic, cutest, funniest TikToker ever. And she has catchphrases, she has merch, and she has, at the time we're recording this, over 361,000 followers on TikTok. And by the time this airs, who knows, a billion. I'm predicting. Okay. I love her. Watching her feed makes me super happy. And she's done it by being authentic, being herself, being goofy, and man, is she on fire. Erin, I love you. I don't mean this in any bad way, but she's not a spring chicken. You know, and everybody thinks TikTok is for kids, but she's not a kid. She's not doing, well, sometimes she does silly dancing. But haven't we been preaching this, that TikTok has actually moved to an older crowd, that it's not necessarily the cheerins? Cheerins. We can be doing our ritual Sunday morning routine where we like to just drink coffee, open the curtains, watch the butterflies, watch the hummingbirds, and Darla's over there laughing her ass off. She's like, look at this, look at this, look at this. (laughs) I just love her. I want a shirt. I want tree tunnel vibe shirt. I want fricky-ass shirts. And if you guys go to her TikTok, you'll figure out what I'm talking about. I'm sure we're going to get into that and how she's monetizing. But let me tell you just a little bit more about Erin. Erin Azar is also known as Mrs. Space Cadet. Like I said, she's a mother of three who is running through life one struggle at a time. She is training for her very first marathon and taking us with her on every struggle run by posting the run videos on TikTok for her, like I said, over 361,000 followers. My hat's off. I love it. I'm going to totally just fangirl. You think she'll follow me if I ask her? If she follows me, that's it. 
My week is made. I'm going to ask her here on the air. It's, so It's little things. Darla. So no pressure. All right. Let's talk to Aaron Azar and see how you become uber famous on TikTok. And let's see if it's brighter some Benjamins. Shall we? Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Aaron Azar to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Aaron Azar. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I have butterflies inside. I'm actually fangirling. I was waiting. <laughs> I said, oh, I, I doubt she'll come on the podcast. She's going to be too big and famous now. And look, here you are. No. But I, I am going to like publicly use some podcast leverage here because there's something that I want. Please follow me on TikTok at Darla Powell. That's all I want. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can do that right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay, great. I learned about you on our Sunday morning ritual. We drink coffee. We open the curtains. We watch all the butterflies. We live in Miami. All of a sudden, Darla just starts cracking up. And she's like, you've got to watch this. This is how I have learned about you and Mrs. Space Cadet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. I love that. I tell everyone to follow you. Well, hey, I just followed you. So real time, real time. It just happened. Show's over. Thanks for joining us. Okay. So seriously, why we invited you to the podcast, besides the fact that I was fangirling and I just adore you, is because a lot of designers with small businesses think about social media marketing. They are not thinking about TikTok because they have this idea in their head that it's all 12-year-old boys, 12-year-old girls doing the latest TikTok dance. And that's not you. Right. So you totally spoke to my niche, my age group. I am older than you, but you're not 12. Right. And you're a runner. Far from 12. <laughs> Far from 12. Yeah. Right. How old are you? You want to tell the audience? Oh, yeah. I'm 36. Proud. Yeah, I would be too if I was 36. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Tell us a little bit about how you started on TikTok. What drew you to it? And how did you develop the persona that you have now on there? How did that come about? Sure. Well, I wasn't always posting running content on TikTok. I downloaded the app because I don't know if you guys listen to Gary V, but he for such a long time was saying, you got to get on TikTok. If you're a brand or if you own a company or if you're an influencer, you got to get on TikTok. That's where it is. That's where the money's going to be. And that's where you can grow because on Instagram or YouTube, it's near impossible to really blow up anymore. And I don't have a brand. I don't have a company. I'm not an, in, well, at the time I wasn't an, an influencer. At the time, yeah. Right. You are now. Right. But I just thought, you know what? I just want to see what the big deal is, why he thinks that TikTok is so marketable. And at the time I was also working for a small medical device company and I was doing their social media. So I just mm -hmm. had a general interest in it. And I would go on and I would post a video of my pug or one of my kids doing something funny, but just being a little toddler or something. But when I started posting my runs to YouTube, I really found humor in it, just like in myself. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of subscribers or anything, but I would just laugh at how <laughs> funny I looked with my glasses fogged up, my two chins out and proud, <laughs> like my holes in my sweatpants and my shoes. Like I just thought it was funny. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this in a TikTok version and see if someone else out their struggles when they run too. And it blew up. I think that first run video has maybe 1.6 million views on TikTok. And that happened overnight. Like it got a million views that first day. So I thought, okay, I know it is a little easier to grow on TikTok than other platforms, but I feel like this is a sign that something is missing in the running community. And boy, was I right. 
because I realized after that, if you follow any running influencer, they look a certain way, they run a certain pace, they post about certain things they eat. That might not be so relatable to everyone. That kale. Don't forget to eat your <laughs> kale. kale. chips. <laughs> Yuck. So that's kind of what segued into this whole running content that I post on TikTok. So Gary V was right. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk is who you're referring to, right? So I just want to point out, because this is something I do tell the listeners, and sometimes you have to hear it from a third party, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) To be like, oh, yeah, now I get it. Mm -hmm. So really, you just documented your life, your struggle with something that was authentic and relatable, and that energy just kind of took off. And that could be recreated with any hobby or any pursuit and just put your own spin on it. So you really didn't go in saying, oh, man, this is going to get one million views. It's just, it's your authenticity on camera, humor, you you make fun of yourself, but with us, you know, in a fun way. And so where we're like, oh my gosh, I've been there. I have a pair of running shorts in there with holes in the crotch. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. It's very breezy on some days. (laughs) One of the things I realized though, as soon as I got on TikTok and started clicking like on certain videos is your For You page basically is, it's just that, it's For You. So that's how I realized I didn't see any 12-year-olds. First thing I saw when I got on the app, of course, was 12-year-olds doing these dances. And I'm like, this is weird. Um, I felt a little (laughs) awkward. I just kept swiping. And I found, I mean, there's grandmoms that I follow on TikTok. So there's also every single niche on there. There's cooking. Someone has millions of followers from teaching us how to clean our houses. Yeah, organization. There's designers on there with millions of followers already. Oh, my goodness, yeah. People- um, Not me. (laughs) Well, hey, you're getting there. You have thousands. (laughs) Yeah, I have thousands times two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to help you out here, Darla. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Come on. I want to know how you came up with the name Mrs. Space Cadet. Oh, good one. Oh, yeah. So that it doesn't have anything to do with my content, really. It was just when I started my YouTube channel a long time ago, I'm like, oh, I just need, you know, something that sounds different, but it's true to myself. And it actually came from a story of when I was younger. I was in Girl Scouts for like a whole two weeks. And we went on this trip to, I can't even remember, maybe like a camping thing or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. But my parents gave me money to buy lunch. And I, of course, lost the money because I'm like that. And I went up to my friend's mom. I said, Betsy, I lost my money that my parents gave me. And she said, Aaron, you are such a space cadet. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. I just went on with my day. Someone eventually gave me money, I'm sure, and I could eat. But as I got older, I realized, wow, my brain is not like everyone else's. I am very spacey. And I guess instead of like hiding from that, I just chose to embrace it and make it my online persona. What did you do before you actually were officially known as Mrs. Space Cadet? Is there a Mr. Space Cadet? Well, I keep telling him that he needs to make social media things called Mr. Space Cadet so I can just tag him at least. There you go. But he's the complete opposite of me. But yes, there is a Mr. Space Cadet. His name is Dan, and he is behind most of the filming of my embarrassing TikTok dances. (laughs) 
<laughs> so true love, true love. So yeah. what did you do before you became uber famous and probably assuming a multimillionaire now from TikTok? Oh, man, I wish. Just call me Charlie. So I went to college for environmental biology. I moved to Oklahoma with Dan. He was in the Air Force at the time. And I worked in a medical laboratory. Then I, oh, what happened then? We moved back here. I worked at a cement plant in a chemistry lab. Then the recession hit and I couldn't get a job anywhere. Eventually started working for a medical device company, then quit there, had my firstborn and started working for a lawyer, quit that, had another kid, I mean, do you want me to keep going? These are some serious, serious jobs. I didn't see that coming because Natalie was saying, how did you come about Mrs. Space Cadet? Well, all you got to do is watch a few of your TikToks and you can kind of figure that out. And it's so funny. You and I basically are besties now because I was in the brownies for maybe a month and Mm -hmm. quit that. I hated it. Yes. And my nickname is Wingnut for exactly the same reason you chose Mrs. Space Cadet. Someone else gave me that. Oh, okay. I love that. I was going to ask you why... This was called the Wingnut Podcast, but <laughs> there you go. I get it. You know, she sees squirrels. How long did it take for you to get past the first 100,000 followers? I imagine that was quite an exciting day. Yeah, we were actually, we were visiting my parents in Puerto Rico, and there were two milestones that day. I washed my hair and brushed it, and I hit 100K on TikTok. Which one was more exciting? I think 100K on TikTok. (laughs) Okay, just checking. But at the same time, I was in this scarcity mindset of, Mm. well, there's people with millions of followers on TikTok. Well, I only have, I forget what I had on Instagram at the time, but I only have this much on Instagram. And what if TikTok goes away? You know, so I wasn't that excited about it. I didn't really think I could take it anywhere. But I'm trying to think how long that took from when I was started really consistently posting on TikTok was probably four months. That long. Wow. <laughs> so sorry to hear that. <laughs> Did it take you all of those four months to realize that you might have something special? I think I noticed after the first run TikTok when it went viral. But it still took you four months. I still don't think that I do to answer that. Yeah, I still don't think I do. Other people tell me I do, but I still am thinking I don't get it. And that's why we love you. That's part of the charm. I guess. Or maybe I just don't have self-awareness or... I don't know. Video as a platform is really intimidating for a lot of people. Designers and women especially hate to see themselves on video. I mean, not everybody, but some. How long did it take you to get comfortable on camera? Because you are fearless. You are totally 100% at home on camera. Was that a learned skill or is that just something you naturally bring to the table? What gave me some experience with that was my YouTube channel is still very small, but I'm talking I had maybe 100 subscribers for a long time. And so I would talk in front of the camera all the time about all sorts of things. And I wasn't that comfortable at first, but I noticed I was a lot more comfortable than most people are. And I just kind of went with it. So by the time I started posting on TikTok, I had probably a couple years in front of the camera where I would hear myself and see myself. And the first year or so, I would be like, oh, I hate my hair. (laughs) Or, oh my gosh, I didn't know my eyes looked like that or my eyebrows look like that when I talk. You know, I noticed all these weird things about myself (laughs) and I just didn't care. (laughs) 
it gets to a point to where you do it enough to you're just kind of numb to it and you really don't care. You're just yeah. like, this is me. This is how I'm going to show up in real life. Why should I show up on camera much of any different? You, know, exactly. you do get comfortable. And so what I tell the audience all the time, if they are nervous about being on camera, just do it. Do it a lot. It'll be like a glove. You should hear all the times that Dan says to me in a day, are you really posting that? <laughs> is that going on TikTok? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Because you know what? If someone sees me at a grocery store, I want to look like how I look on TikTok. I'm not getting made up to go to a grocery store. I look like crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about you did mention before. What if TikTok isn't around? What if it now we're recording this on the 25th of August? So I know that the Trump administration did put down an ultimatum for TikTok to sell to an American company by September 15th mm -hmm. without getting too political or going to anything negative. I'm just curious as to what your thoughts might be there and what have you prepared for that just in case it happens? Right. What I've been doing is I'll take the TikToks that I film and I'll also take an Instagram picture that goes with it. So I'll post the picture and I'll attach the video to it so they can just swipe over and see it. I'll just continue doing that and I'll just have to film it on my phone and edit it together, which is a lot more tedious, but I'll do it. I also used TikTok as a way to grow my Instagram. So I think I'm at 31,000 on there now. You have to follow me on Instagram too, by the way, publicly shaming. Okay, great. I'm going to, you can hold me to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have used TikTok as a way to grow Instagram and YouTube just in preparation for this, even before there was any talk about the Trump administration doing this, I was always a little weary about it. It's a relatively new app. It's new in the sense that it just recently started to blow up really big. I was weary about it. I thought, well, why not just try and grow these other more established platforms? Although TikTok always has my heart. I mean, if I'm having a bad day, <laughs> I can laugh until I cry on TikTok. <laughs> you, know, you don't get that anywhere else. <laughs> And another thing about TikTok, too, is, that, yes, that's funny and, you know, humor and that feel-good dopamine, but there's also educational TikToks, like the, here's how you do this DIY thing from step A to Z, here's how you market yourself on social media, here is how to water your plants without killing them. There's just yes. such a variety of content on there. I'm telling you guys, it's not 12-year-old silly dancing all the time. But it sounds like a lot of time. So how much time do you devote to TikTok daily? TikTok daily, I do try and put out at least one TikTok. And if it's a run day, the whole run, I'll be just taking little snippets for TikTok. Then to do the caption and post it, I don't know, it's like minutes, really, compared to YouTube, which takes hours. Yeah. Especially if you have slow internet to upload a video. Oh my gosh, it is painful. Okay, you know how we talk about batching content or taking a bunch of pictures at a photo shoot that you can use and spread out through social media? On your run, can you take little blurps here and there? Can you spread those out over a couple days? Does one run give you a couple days worth of TikTok or do you try to make sure it's all posted within that day? So when I say I take snippets, I'm basically recording and then saving it in my draft. And then I'll open that draft and I'll record another little clip. And so all those snippets are in one video of that run that I post that same day. Okay, so let's talk about monetization so far. Have you gotten sponsors? I know you reached out to USA Olympic team. <laughs> oh my God. I <laughs> Which is great. Whoever is running their social media, I don't know if they appreciate saying 
the name or whatever, but I love them. Have they contacted you? Yeah. I mean, they sent me gear. They featured me on their TikTok. Oh my gosh. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. They follow me and they've called me their fearless leader. I know that feeling because you just followed me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they are awesome. I mean, there's no payment going on there. Yeah. But just in love and visibility for sure. I mean, hello, come on. I do get contacted a lot for affiliate type things and ambassador programs. My whole thing with that is every post, I don't want to make it a product because who wants to see that? So unless it's something that I cannot live without, like Liquid IV, they sent me stuff and I realized, wow, I was dehydrated. And that's why I felt like that. So that's an example. They don't pay me, but I plug them all the time. In the intro today, I called Natalie dehydrated. She's a hydro homie. Liquid IV. Okay. You heard it here first. You know what? We've tried that before, I think. Yeah. So them, um, Gooder sunglasses, they sent me sunglasses, but they don't pay me, but I obsessed with them. So like, I'll do things like that. I do have a couple brand deals in the works, which I'm excited about, but I obviously can't say anything yet, but Brooks, <laughs> I wish such a goal of mine. But yeah, I'm just going to keep spamming them and see what happens. I got my attention. If I was working for him, I would be like this girl, we need to sign her ASAP. I get a lot of emails every day. Congratulations, you've been accepted to this affiliate influencer thing because I do have some followers on Instagram. And I just don't do it for the same reason. I just don't want to be spammy. But if it's something that you're using that's actually helpful, like the IV or or the Brooks running shoes that were I'm going to predict right now you're going to get a deal. Oh, I hope so. Let's (laughs) manifest it right here. Let's manifest that. (laughs) All right. So that's amazing. So you're getting free stuff. Do have some deals in the works. And a year ago, you were doing what? Just exactly a year ago. Exactly a year ago, I was working for that medical device company from home. Which would you rather be doing? This. If you could choose only one media platform out of all these with a little fairy wand with the fairy dust, which would it be? I mean, TikTok. For sure, right? And me too. I personally cannot get enough of watching TikTok. I feel like the thing about TikTok is authenticity rules on that platform. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's true on every platform, really, but TikTok especially. Those seem yeah. to be the ones that really just take out. In fact, I know that the celebrities, when they were posting TikToks, people are like, boo, get off. This is our TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> TikTok might bridge that gap sometimes between parents and teenagers. You think? How so? I do. Because we have a 15 year old daughter mm-hmm. and she's hilarious and helps us sometimes with our TikToks Record ours, yeah. and records our TikToks. And she's helped us do a few of them and she's just pretty funny. And then when all of her little friends are here after soccer practice, they get in the pool and then they get out and they start doing these TikToks. And then I jump in and bomb them because I can't dance for shit. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. <laughs> so, and you know what else is when we go to the shore, for some reason, people recognize me there. And I've had people that say, oh, yeah, my mom follows you too. She sent me your TikTok and I already follow you. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool. So you have merch now too. Don't you have Fricky Out t-shirts and Tree Tunnel Vibes t-shirts? Guys, go watch her. I'm serious. This is like the best. Sometimes when I'm running, if I go by a pretty scene, I'll be like, Fricky Out. Or I have my own cheer squad, the three trees. Did you name them individually yet? Well, I have temporary names for them because I don't (laughs) want to hurt anyone's feelings. I got so many suggestions. I can't let anyone down. So right now, they're the Golden Girls. Um, Yeah. We love the Golden Girls. Yeah. 
There's some really good suggestions on their names. Though. I'm glad you said that because this is in, in your very near yeah, future. Yeah, that's, that's in your near future. So you started training for this marathon in 2019, which ended up getting canceled. So what made you decide to go ahead and stick with the marathon theme? Have you actually run a marathon yet? So the Philadelphia Marathon was going to be November 22nd of this year. And obviously, like you said, it was canceled. And I've always been someone who quits every new thing that I try, like everything. I don't know why I hate that about myself. And that's really why I didn't quit because I'm like, no, this is just one more thing that I'm going to quit in front of all these people. I'm not doing it. So I'm sticking to that exact date. I'm trying to coordinate a virtual race for charity. So I want it to be, we could get a website where people sign up to run with me virtually, even be a virtual cheer squad. I want 100% of it to go to a charity. So that is in the works right now. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Have you considered anything about Instagram Reels? Oh, yeah. Are you using Instagram Reels? How do we feel about that? I am not a fan. I have to say, (laughs) I got so excited about Instagram Reels. Like, don't get me wrong. People started telling me about it. I would check my profile all the time thinking, oh, it's going to show up. It's going to show up. I can't wait to use it. I thought I could post my run videos on there. And then I get on. It's clunky to use. I couldn't figure it out that easy. And you're limited to 15 seconds. I know what in the actual that's a huge huge disservice I think and it's on an app where you already have all this other clutter so you have the posts you have the stories now you have the reels then you have like highlights of stories and IGTV IGTV it's just too much It's way too much to be a competitor. Like maybe if they would have a standalone app that they would try and pitch against TikTok. Well, Facebook did do that. Facebook, who owns Instagram, tried an app called Lasso. I don't know if you've heard of it and it tanked. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess it didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I I like about TikTok is the editing on it and the special effects and everything is so robust. I mean, you really don't have to leave the app. It's it's tremendous. I love that about TikTok. It's so easy and so quick. So when I got on Real, I was like, I was meeting with a friend who helps with t-shirt designs. I'll give a quick shout out to House of Yaus. (laughs) And so we met social distance and everything. And that went right out the window because I was like, hold my phone. You got to record a reel for me. So she's like, Touching this phone, whereas before we're like, we have to stand far apart. So I made it really awkward and it was okay, but I just... I don't know. You can't create the type of content Mm -hmm. that you make on TikTok. You just can't. Now, one thing I will say about Reels that I like, and I imagine TikTok will come with it soon, is that they have some really cool filters that are kind of funny. But if you're a serious business person, I'm not sure that that's even applicable. So maybe if you're a 12-year-old kid doing dances. (laughs) Our daughter did make me do some kind of thing. I tell you what, the next morning I was so sore. My shoulders hurt. I had (laughs) bruises. I'm like, "Um, Abby, I can't do that. Hey, newsflash, you're not 12. No, I'm not 12. Erin, is there anything I forgot to ask you that you think would help the audience to convince them to get on the TikTok train? The main thing that stands out with TikTok, if you want to grow your business or personal brand, is every single video gets on the For You page. It will land on someone's For You page. So if people like it, it shoots out to maybe two more people. If one of those like it, it goes to four. That's a very simplistic version of that. 
but everyone has a chance. So whereas YouTube or Instagram, those bigger platforms, they just don't have the capacity to do that. It's not a simple algorithm like that. So that's why you have the chance. If you have good lighting, good sound quality, and your 15 or one minute video is engaging and people want to see the end, you are going to take off on TikTok. It's that easy. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for that. So Aaron Azar, now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I would be a palm tree because I hate winter and I wouldn't need to be in winter. <laughs> oh, I am totally feeling that because we are in Miami and we have like, what is it, 210 in the yard now? You got a little overzealous. It's probably about 165. Oh, 165. Okay. I want to come visit you in winter when I'm extremely seasonally depressed. I'm just going to come stand amongst your palm trees and be one with the palm trees. We'll look out the window and say, who's that standing out by our palm tree? <laughs> we'll do a whole TikTok What's for going you. on? I would love Are that. you lost? <laughs> <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Frick yeah. I love it so much. If you could be one golden girl, who would it be and why? I would be... Oh my God, why did I blank on the name of the really <laughs> old lady? Is it Sophia? Yes, because she does not give a shit. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally. I can definitely say professionally, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Awesome. Great choice. I always love to meet a fellow Gary Vaynerchuk fan. Thank you for that suggestion. Aaron Azar, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and being such a good sport. And please keep the TikToks going. You give me life. Please tell the listeners where they can go and check out more of your awesome sauce stuff. Yeah, so TikTok is at mrs.space.cadet. Instagram is at I'm Mrs. Space Cadet. And YouTube is Mrs. Space Cadet. Awesome. Guys, run. Don't walk. Follow her. She's hilarious. She'll make your day. Trust me when I tell you. Erin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You have an amazing week. Thank you. You too. Natalie Ann Graff. Yes, Jethro. I just checked my TikTok account. I know. I heard you over there like a little girl. She did follow me. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you know, if anybody listening could not hear the authenticity that came through as she spoke, you need to get some hearing aids. <laughs> just saying. Because she talked about her double chin and her this and her that. And she doesn't no makeup, have a double chin though and now. And her husband's like, you're really going to post that? And we preach this here at Wingnut Social all the time. Authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. Yeah, just be yourself. This was 100% what you see is what you get. Yeah, because it's relatable. We're all that way. And it speaks to something deep within us that we feel that connection to the influencer or the person posting. And just her saying, you know, she didn't want to be sh shilly and have everything be salesy, 100% speaks to her care. Character and that she has the audience's interest at top of mind. What do you want to see? What do you want to get? You can tell she's a very giving influencer, TikToker, videographer, I guess you could say, a person. And it just absolutely 100% shows with her 1 billion followers. I don't know how many it will be by the time we air this. But I hope that if you're out there and if you're listening in the interior design business, hospitality, travel, tourism, and you're thinking that it's just a whole bunch of kids, that we're hammering this home to you, it's not. So Will it still be here after September 15th? I'm pretty sure it will. I know America is going to buy it somewhere. Someone in America is going to buy it. I can't see anyone really passing on this because it's the hottest 
social media app ever, really. But again, go follow Mrs.Space.Cadet on TikTok. You can thank me later. She's just adorable and you will love it. And I want a Freaky Out t-shirt. Can I get a Freaky Out t-shirt? You can get a Freaky Out t-shirt. <gasps> Yay, I'm going to get a Freaky Out t-shirt. So fun. All right, guys, if you enjoyed the show and you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Send us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com if you have any social media questions or hell, you just want us to manage your high aesthetic business because we know that that's very important for getting followers and getting real clients walking through your door. And I think that's it for today, Nat. You got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 1-877-WINGNUT to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Millennials are in their 30s now. I hate to tell you this. You're old. You know what? I'm going to leverage this podcast to get what I want. Which what gives us the audio quality for our podcast. Which what gives us. Okay, hold on. Mm, you <laughs> rub, have your, rub your ears. Your incense? Oh, you got to rub your ears? Oh, yeah, or something. I okay. <laughs> or something. Oh, oh. This, took a, this took a sideways turn. <laughs> okay, so... Good boy, Mango.